0: Hello, hockey fans. Welcome once again to the Vegas Hockey Podcast. This is our playoff preview edition for the 2018 NHL Stanley Cup Finals. Chris and I are going to go around the horn, around the league, look at all the matchups. There's still one playoff matchup to be decided. It would be the Florida-Boston. If Boston wins, they can jump Tampa, but we'll get into that later. It's going to be a good show, and we'll be right back. All right. Welcome to the Vegas Hockey Podcast. I'm Mark Warner along with Chris Lisa. Chris, we've got everything decided but one. Hold on, we're having a little blog talk difficulties here. Chris, are you with me now?
1: Can you hear me? There I, you go. Uh, yeah, What's I'm up, sure. buddy? Yeah, so we have two series, actually, to be decided, because Bruins win tonight, and they must win. They must get two points in any shape, way, or fashion. Tampa uh, has the tie break. So, Boston wins tonight. Not only will they win the Atlantic, but they'll be the one seed in the East, so they have a lot to play for. Right. Uh, The the winner of the Atlantic is going to get the Devils, and the second-place team in the Atlantic will get the lead, so... Um, that's what's good. We won't know. to so probably, I guess, what, nine thirty, ten o'clock tonight, uh, in terms right. of that, but the other, the other series are set and I guess we should kick it off with Vegas and, and LA and why yeah, don't you great. break it down first? Cause you know, these are two, these are two teams, uh, obviously, you know, very well.
0: Well, I think the Kings decided they wanted to play Vegas instead of Anaheim. Um, they came out last night with a chance to move into the – when play started yesterday, uh, depending on how the Ducks went and the Sharks went, the Kings could have moved as high as the second seed overall, or the second seed in the Pacific Division and had home ice. But when Arizona won, that kind of took that away from them. Arizona, or Arizona, excuse me, Anaheim. So they Anaheim has moved – San Jose has held that second spot for like four months and last day of the season, they fall, and Anaheim jumps them for home ice in that first-round matchup. Um, If the Kings had won their game, they would be playing Anaheim, but either missing Muzzin and McNabb, not McNabb, uh, Forbert made that big of a difference, or they just decided they wanted to play Vegas instead of Anaheim because they they came out and for nothing after one and and really really didn't compete too hard in that game, in my opinion. Um, so yeah, that first round matchup is set. Vegas will host the LA Kings. Uh, one of my teams was gonna be bounced in the first round. Um, I don't know. Um, at first look, A lot of people are going to be thinking, oh, the Kings, they got the experience. Uh, It's been a nice run for Vegas, but I'm not sure I feel that way, Chris. I think, of course, the Kings still have Quick and Kopitar and Dowdy and Carter. Um, A lot of the players that were in their last Stanley Cup and even in their last playoff appearance are no longer with the team on a nightly basis. They're dressing anywhere between seven and 10 players that weren't even with the team last year. And if this was a coach Sutter team, I think he'd be rolling over because they're dressing as many as four rookies, five rookies on a nightly basis that aren't, you know, they're not rookies that have played 82 games either. Um, Brzezinski and Gravel, um, Paula, do the the experience factor goes to the Kings, obviously, but I don't think it's as big a a big a gap as most people would think. the The, the Knights do have 460 games of playoff experience, and a goalie with more Stanley Cup rings than Jonathan Quick. Um, I, I'm not. I hate to do it. But I think obviously, if Quick stands on his head, and they can slow down the Knights' transition game, that's going to be a big, a big factor in in how this series goes. So I'm a, I'm gonna throw to you, Chris. What what do you see out of this series?
1: Well, I, I I see a few things. First of all, if I was a Vegas Golden Knights fan, and I I pulled for them, but I can't. You know, I, I'm not a die-in-the-wool fan, I, I, sure. not being like, you're, you're there, and, not, you know, at least. Um, this was probably leading these last month or so, and I said, this is the team, just personally, I, I would least want to face in the first round. And, you know, my reasoning being is, you know, you got uh, a, an unbelievable goalie in, in, in Jonathan Quick. Um,
0: who's, been who's been off. He hasn't had his best year.
1: Yeah, but it's the playoffs now, and uh, I am uh, I am a pretty big believer in that guy. And not no, only me too. does this Believe team have, yeah, not only does this team have guys like Kopitar and Dowdy, but I think I mentioned on the last show or two, you know, you got to throw out sometimes or take into consideration regular season records and things because the playoffs are different, and one of the different animals is. You know, to beat to play the LA Kings in the playoffs, you're going to get Drew Doughty for 30 minutes a game now. You know, not not 20 minutes or 22 minutes a game. You're going to get him for 30 minutes a game, and you're going to get Kopitar for for, for more time as, as well. Um, you know, the Kings have the number one penalty kill unit. They uh, have a really good power play. One thing I would I would caution people, you know, when they say, "Well, this team has this ranked power play." Uh, you know, this is a storyline that I, I shame on me for not bringing it up enough this year is just how successful uh, the power play was for teams this year. Uh, there were 18 teams this year. Uh, uh, well, I think it's maybe it's almost as many as 20 teams that had a power play percentage of 20%, uh, at least 20%. So, for instance, the Kings had a 16th ranked power play. doesn't sound overly, you know, uh doesn't sound terrific. The middle of the pack, but you know, they almost they, they uh
0: twenty point four percent
1: almost twenty yeah twenty twenty one percent. I mean that's that's pretty good. So sure you know this I like their you know obviously the almost eighty five percent kill and the penalty kill. Uh I believe they finished either one or two I attacks going into oh they did finish first. Okay.
0: Eighty five percent.
1: I yeah I look at all that uh one thing I I wonder, uh, from a Vegas Knights perspective, you know, a huge part of their team this year obviously has been the play of William Carlson and Jonathan Marcheseau. And you know, Carlson's played in the playoffs. I don't believe Marchessault has, or if he has, he's played very little.
0: He he did. But, he was know, they, with I, them in the New York Islanders series.
1: Okay, uh, so uh, you know, so did Riley a small role. Right, right. But I'm focusing on both Carlson and. Marcus, so because obviously they've had much bigger roles this year. They're core players this year for the Knights. Uh, they were more support players for their teams prior. And, yeah, they had, both had terrific years. So, you know, they gotta be too, You know, how will they respond to, to playoff hockey? I mean, I, I'm not saying that they're not going to play well, but, you know, William Carlson produced, you know, 40 goals this year. So how is that going to translate in, into the playoffs? Uh I wonder if you maybe you know better than I in terms of where Riley Smith is in his entry. Is he gonna I would imagine if he's close he's gonna be ready for come game one. He played last night. Uh oh he did. Yeah, okay. He did. Um a little yeah, con- well, you know, obviously if you told me that Muzzin and Fulbert, you know, are gonna miss the beginning of the series, that gives me a little bit of concern, uh, from a King's perspective. Look, this is gonna be a tough series. I think uh, looking at the series, the potential series, um, to me this is one of the three best series in the first round. Uh, I know Vegas had a killer home record, um, and I, I'm a big believer that winning Game 7 on the road is very difficult.
0: Unless um, you're yeah, the LA Kings,
1: <laughs> Right, right. They and won, they won the three Game 7s
0: on the road uh, in 2014. Uh, incredible run to the Stanley cup. But, uh, right. that, that was with Mr. Game seven, Justin Williams, who obviously is no longer there, but even, even right. so, yeah, it's incredibly hard to do.
1: And obviously the Knights have a great, you know, a, a franchise goalie in their own right. And all contrary to So, so assuming, uh, no major injuries will happen in the series, which is a, a big assumption in, and in any NHL playoff series, because anything can happen. You know, I have to go with the Kings. I think they're going to be a little bit better in these kind of kind of games. I expect a bunch of one-goal games. Uh, I think this is kind of a 50-50 series, to say the least. But um, I just, like I said, I, I thought Vegas would get by any of the other teams uh, if they fell to them. I was assuming San Jose was going to finish in the two spot, though. Um, I like L.A. in six in this series. But, again, uh, before you send the hay mail, like I said, this is a, a 50-50 series. It's not an anti-Vegas uh, pick, like, you know, pulling pooling their regular season, which we've talked about how tremendous it's been. And I, I expect the Knights to play well in this series. But I have a high and maybe too much of a high respect for, for the Kings, and I think they're, they're going to win this series.
0: Going back to uh... – the, the Kings roster and who they're dressing and whatnot, I think that's a big part of how inconsistent this team has been. Um, since they won back-to-back against Vegas on February 25th and 6th, whatever it was, the team did not win consecutive games until this week. Um, loss, loss, win, win, or loss, loss, win, loss, win, loss, win, loss win-loss, 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 win-loss. And then they finally, Calgary and Arizona, they won back-to-backs. And then lost to Anaheim, win-win against Colorado, Minnesota, and then obviously late in the night last night. They were also, in the first week of February, and I don't have the updated stats, and I, I could check it out real quick, but against teams that were in playoff positions from October to February, the, t- the top five teams in each conference, when at the time the Kings played them, they were six and 17 against those teams. So a big part of how the Kings get to 98 points is that uh, they are the saying, beating the teams that you're supposed to beat. Um, they did not do it decidedly against the top 10 teams in the league when they played them um and if if i'm looking at it now i see a bunch of other losses in that group as well um probably as high as 20 losses against 10 wins against top teams the other thing that worries me about the kings team and they've been doing this um basically and and i don't know if this is them or the fan base or what have you but you mentioned it already Uh, There's a perception about this Kings team that all they got to do is get in and they're a favorite. All they got to do is get in and that's a tough team to beat. All they got to do is get. Well, I, I, the the two years ago they led the division, almost wire to wire. They clinched the playoff spot with six weeks left in the in the season, and decidedly, went the tank. Lost the division title on the last day or the second to last game of the season. And we're bounced in the first round by San Jose. Um, I, Especially with the number of rookies and the players that weren't on the roster and went through those playoff wars that this Los Angeles King team went through in 2012 and 2014. There's a lot of that experience factor that, that might lend itself to, okay, if playoffs are here, we can flip the switch that is no longer on the team. Um, uh, I, as a Kings fan, I'm worried about this series. I don't, I don't see it being an easy series at all. I've I've seen,
1: oh, not yeah.
0: I've seen inconsistent play out of this team. I've seen in, inconsistent play out of Jonathan Quick, and that perception of it uh, doesn't matter. Regular season, uh, all we got to do is get in. Uh, this team has proven to me that that's not true anymore. Um. It, you can't muddle your way through a season and then flip the switch with the amount of rookies and and players that didn't go through those wars with you and and think that you're just going to come out and be the 2014 team or the 2012 team that's 4 and 6 years ago respectively all those bodies have age on them now um I will I will say this I got to tip my hat to Dustin Brown uh mm maybe with a coach Sutter perhaps misusing him and wasting the last three or four years of Dustin Brown's career. Stevens had faith in him. He put him on that first line with Kopitar a follow. Um, and that's another thing. You have a rookie playing on your, on your first line left wing, although Tanner Pearson has played that left wing for a couple games now and may start the playoffs there. But, Put him with Kopitar, left him with Kopitar. What does Dustin Brown do? He's got 28 goals in a 60-something point season. So I, I tip my hat to Dustin Brown just as a fan. And and all of the crap that that guy has taken from Kings Nation, all he did was lead that team to two Stanley Cups as the captain. And, you know, for the, the fan base of the Kings, almost unanimously, trade him, he's overpaid. Look. He he was playing with centers like Andy Androff, Nick Shore, Nick Dowd, Trevor Lewis, nothing against Trevor Lewis, but he's not a player that makes the players around him receive pucks in easy positions um, that they, they don't make the players around them better. And obviously Brownie still has a lot left in the tank. So kudos to Dustin Brown on a fantastic bounce back season. Um, That being said, there's a lot of speed on the Vegas Golden Knights. There's experiencing goal. There's depth at the forward position. There is enough physicality. And, I mean, it hurts me. And I'm not going to pick how many games or whatever, but I give the edge to Vegas in this series. The home ice is a big thing. Um, It's going to take a a Jonathan Quick-like effort. He has to be very good. And Kopitar, Brown, and Carter are going to have to carry the mail um, for this for the Kings to advance. Um, and I think, I, I yeah, oh, definitely and Dowdy, no question. The the thing with Dowdy, and we saw it um, early in the season against the Knights. Dowdy can get emotional. Dowdy can take stupid penalties when he's, you know, frustrated, and and he's not mentally disciplined player um, in all facets of the game. We, we, we've seen him break sticks, and I love the passion. I mean, that's what makes Drew Doughty Drew Doughty. Don't get me wrong. But if, if he's getting getting bodied up, he, he, he can throw hits, but I don't think he likes to take hits. Nobody does. Um, Perron gets under his skin like nobody's business. And we've I, we've seen him chase Perron all over the ice, trying to stick whack him. Um, if if they can frustrate Dowdy and and get them thinking about it in games one and two, and get the Kings or the get Doughty out of his game, I think that's a plus for the Vegas Golden Knights for sure. Um, I've watched a lot of both teams this so year. I'm leaning I'm leaning towards Vegas in this one.
1: So you like Vegas in a long series? It sounds like.
0: Yeah, I'm. Um, I, I I'm not gonna pick sides because this this is my worst nightmare. I was rooting so hard for them to play Anaheim in the well, first round and, okay, and the okay, Kings. We'll the po- I'll give
1: you. A, I'll give you a positive for you. You're guaranteed to have one of your teams make the second round of the playoffs.
0: No, that's a, yeah, for sure, for sure. So, um,
1: all right, so let's we, stay, in the, so we, let's stay move. in the Pacific. Yeah, stay in the, yeah.
0: And then we got Anaheim yeah, we got, and and. San Jose.
1: Yeah, and uh, you know, San Jose, I, despite a bid last week, I'm going to give them a bit of a mulligan and Anaheim had a great first week. I don't think that the home ice is going to uh, matter for, for them. Uh, this is kind of my sleeper team in the West, and I'm going on the assumption I don't know what to expect about Joe Thornton. I was reading a few days ago is back to practice, but non-contact, you know, we're not going to know with a lot of these injuries until the series starts. You know, I mean, uh, based on, you know, it's under, uh, you know, I mean, we we could find out more things about the CIA than than some of these
0: injuries.
1: (laughs) So, so, but again, again, I'm a big fan of Martin Jones and what he has shown since becoming the number one guy you know, you look at this defense, you know, Brett Burns does it all, and, again, he's going to be playing 30 minutes. You know, got Burns and uh, Vlasic uh, uh, and Braun, I mean, uh, you know, even Dylan and De- DeMilo. Um, and, you know, very quietly in the second half of the season when, when they really started to, the Sharks is, you know, real strong D, real good goals, excellent goaltending, but can they score enough? Very quietly in the second half of the season, guys like Tierney and LeBlanc and Boddicker and Timo Meyer, you know, chipped in that secondary scoring, which is all they need them to do, with the, right. to help out the the, the big guys and Pawlowski, Cordier, Harrell. Obviously, Evander Kane was a big pickup. I think he had what he played nine. Uh, nine what did he have? He had a he, he was like a point of game player for them. Right. So. And the Sharks, I mean, I'm going to go with the assumption that John Gibson, who's day-to-day, will be ready to roll when the series starts. It sounds like Cam Fowler's going to be out. If you see him in the series, it's going to be at the very tail end. Right. Um, you know, I still, I, you know, the key to me for the Sharks to go on a run, if you remember a couple of years ago when they got to the Stanley Cup finals, that power play, you know, was a weapon. And, you know, again, they were, I believe, either ranked right there with the Kings around close to 21%. And ironically, like the Kings, I think they had the number two, uh, one of the top penalty kill units. So I like that as well, but i really like to see that power play really, you know, really produce. Uh, you know, Anaheim, you know, it's it's can they get enough scoring after the top couple of guys? You know the guys. You know, Ryko, Gatzloff, Perry, Silverberg—they're uh, indeed. But uh, I think this will be another tough series. As, as our guest last week, Felix Secord said he expects Anaheim to be a tough out, but uh, I think they're going to be out after six games. I like San Jose uh, to win this series in six.
0: No, and I, I agree with you in that. Um, I think Evander Kane was the best. Trade deadline pickup as far as impact and what what he's brought to the team um, that he was traded to. I, I think um, kudos to Vander Kane. We'll see if it gets done in the playoffs. I, I kind of expect it will. Um, and and I asked Felix last week, and it was it was you know an unanswered question because we don't know. But the the point that they were banged up basically all season. I, I still don't think Kessler is one hundred percent, and it, obviously it took until the last last game of the season for them to get into the playoffs. Um, how much is in the tank competitive wise to continue on and push through? Thornton says, uh, "I just, I just up you know, Thornton making this game." You breaking, breaking up a little bit there,
1: Mark.
0: He's he expected to be. Uh, Thornton expected to join the team sometime during the series. So You're if okay. that's the if that's the case. Um I, I agree with you. I think Martin Jones against uh Gibson did not make the trip to Arizona, but he has he did return to practice two days ago. So it yeah, looks I like with, so with four, Yeah, no, that's just a rest. Um With with four days before, I think Gibson will will be in net, but I don't know if that'll be enough. I think
1: uh, I think the Sharks too. Ryan Mill is very capable. By the way, the Ryan Mill is very he's very capable to helping them out in a pinch. Uh, Like if this was like last year when they faced the Nashville, sure, and you have to have him come in and play games five, six, and seven. I don't know if he's capable of playing a whole series or a whole playoff run. I think that's yeah, yeah, I it think might be too much. Age, Thirty, okay. thirty-seven years old. Might be, right, but if they need him for you know half a series, especially you know, I, I think he's able to come in and 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 uh, and do the job. So.
0: I think they're in better shape than Bernier. What uh, yeah. got them last year? Although kudos to Bernier, um, and and what Colorado did yesterday um, didn't didn't expect that at all. But uh, I'm with you on this. I, I like. Uh, I like uh I like what San Jose did at the trade deadline and I think they take care of Anaheim setting up uh interesting second round series there I'll leave it at that. Um but yeah, if we want to go there, um Colorado out of nowhere uh to the top of the mountain defeats St. Louis on the last day of the season to punch their ticket in a remarkable bounce back season. It wasn't really in question. Five two uh, Colorado storms past the St. Louis Blues and clinches that last spot. Unfortunately, uh, they end up with Nashville.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean here here here, I'll give you the quick sixty second run. If either Colorado or St. Louis, whoever was gonna make it in this case it's Colorado was 100% healthy, ready to roll. This was going to be a David versus Goliath undertaking to win the series. But they're out without their number one goalie for the playoffs. They're without one of their top defensemen, Eric Johnson, uh, for the playoffs. And, you know, Nashville, I'll just get into, they're just so deep. I I was, you know, obviously uh, making sure I didn't miss on any of the playoff teams of their of their key guys and it's just ridiculous i mean they had you know and yeah. they have eight guys who had at least 40 points or better um you know they're deep on defense they throw four lines at you i mean the the only the only you know chink in the army could be if something happened to pecorino and Soros had to come in uh that would be cause for concern but you could probably say that i think it, they'd still
0: get past easy. colorado
1: yeah yeah so I will. Uh, Colorado's got the – but, look, this is a phenomenal year. Colorado was by far the worst team last year by a few country miles. They're, they really stepped up in a very tough division. And even though they lost, what was it, the last three or so games, uh, they were fortunate to be in a position where if they can win the last game at home against St. Louis, they got in. Uh, just, you know, I hate to say it, uh, this could be a sweep, but I'm going to give Colorado a game. Because uh, uh, I think they'll find a way to win a game at home, and um, but I think this will be a short series, Nashville in five. But Colorado, you know, moving in the right direction if they can continue to do so. Uh, but this is this is going to be a tough assignment.
0: I think you hit on the nail on the head for this series. Depth is is the key here. Um, McKinnon, Rantanen, that line is is just dynamic. Uh, I, 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 I think Nashville can keep up with them if not contain them and the secondary right. scoring that Nashville is going to have I don't think Colorado is going to be able to get. Um, Renee's probably the Vezina Trophy winner this year. Vasilevsky fell off for about the last six weeks of the season and Renee finished yeah. very strong. So I mean, right now my nod for Vesna goes to Pecorine. Um and I, I I I give Colorado. I'll say I'll, I'm with you. I'll give them Game Three. I think they'll come home and they'll they'll get a boost out of their crowd and maybe get Game Three. But uh, yeah, short series. Nashville will rest up for the second round. I say Nashville in five as well, sir. All right. Well, so that takes us to
1: the last series in the West, and uh, that's Winnipeg and Minnesota. And interesting series. You know, uh, yeah, as, as long as I'm writing that prior before the season started, I was high on Winnipeg, and they did much better than I even ever dreamed of. They really yep. were great from pillar to pillar to post. Um, I liked them in this series. So let me start off by saying that, but I'm a little, I'd be a little nervous about the series. Um, I would too. We got a lot of young people. I, I we got a lot of young players on this series. And on the yep. team, you know, Lonnie, and a lot of experience on Minnesota, right? Uh, you know, even the experienced players in Winnipeg, they don't have a lot of playoff games. On you got basically what a second-year goalie and Hellebuck. Um, That's
0: a big question mark. So,
1: yeah. So, but the loss of Ryan Suter is just is really huge for Minnesota. Yep. Is yeah, and you look at Winnipeg. Like I said, fill out the post. Um, they had the fifth-best power play, over 23%. Uh, they had the seventh-best penalty kill, almost 82%. Uh, sixth or seventh, I don't know where they finally And they're just loaded. I mean, you got Wheeler, who had 90 points. He had Lion A, who had 44 goals. Uh, they had four guys for at least 60 points. Uh, Scheifel had 60 points in a 59 game. Kyle Connor, 30 goals. He broke through this year. Um... You know, now I'm a little concerned in terms of their depth on defense. With I'm I'm gonna say Enstrom will be back by the beginning of the series. It sounds like Kullikoff is gonna miss the beginning. Um, but you know Minnesota, you know Dubnik is capable of stealing a game or two, and they do have you know they they do possess some guys. I mean you know Eric Stoll and Zucker had a tremendous year. But I, I really, you know, Spurgeon's kind of an iffy guy of when he pops up in this series, and without, without a suitor, uh But I think Game One is a big game. This might sound crazy for me to say, but I think Game One. I'm going to be curious that this is a series where I'm going to really want to see what happens in Game One. When they can put their nose in front in this series, even if they lose Game Two, but win Game One. Uh, if this is 2-1 Winnipeg after three, uh, I, I feel good about this series. I'm going to say Winnipeg in, in six, although I probably should say seven, but I think the loss of is going to really hurt. But uh, I'm going to say Winnipeg in, in six, but I'd be a little nervous about this series if I uh, uh, due to uh, experience in, in youth if I was a Jets fan.
0: Well, that's the thing, right? Um, show me, don't tell me when it comes to the playoffs, right? Um, we've been waiting for this Winnipeg team to break through now for a couple years. And the question mark is, is is experiencing goal, right? We know, we know what Dubnik's going to do, but I'm looking at these stats right now. Something just made me real angry, Chris. I'm going to have to get into it here in a minute. (laughs) Um, Uh But yeah, is Connor Hellbuck going to be able to, you know, produce his regular season when when the playoff intensity is ratcheted up. Uh, Parise did come back, and he he's been playing well. Um,
1: yep.
0: This is going to be an under type series. There's been, I don't see many five five goal outbursts. Um, I think it'll be a tight, checking, physical series. I I, I also like winnipeg but like this is one of the series in in the first round that i'm really interested in because i think it'll be some very good playoff hockey and and i'm not going to say a warm-up for nashville for winnipeg but it'll it'll certainly test them and give them a little bit of the playoff atmosphere and and i think minnesota will will cause them to rise and uh, i'm going to say winnipeg in seven because I think Minnesota will get a couple, three games out of them. But, but I eventually, I do like seeing Winnipeg and Nashville together in the second round. That's going to be a lot of fun.
1: Absolutely. So, um, did you – Let me get into know, this real quick.
0: I, I, I got a goalie stat that, that really bothers me. And I was going to the goalie stats looking up Connor Hellbuck, And I noticed that uh, Marc-Andre Fleury has dropped out of the number one spot in goals against average down to 2.24. And also, in save percentage, he dropped from the number one spot down to sixth. And the reason being is that in a meaningless game, Coach Gallant left him in the game last night to give up six goals. Right. I don't know what you're trying to do with that. Um, I, when well, it was 3 nothing, I said to get Mark low. andre Fleury out of the game. You want him hurt in a freaking 7-1 blowout in a meaningless game at the end of the season? You leave him in to take a six-goal shellacking and smash his stats like that? Um, not sure what we're thinking about there, Coach. No no disrespect. You are Coach of the Year, but uh, I, 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 I'm not really sure what he was doing in the game when it was 6-1. to one. Okay, on we go. Sorry, Chris. <laughs>
1: That's all right. Well, why don't we do this? Why don't we, as we transition over to the East, let's talk all about, because right. we don't know the matchups. We know two matchups, so we don't know the other two. So let's start with the four teams that we don't know with the matchups. So let's start with, uh, you got the three teams, the Atlantic and New Jersey. So let's start, we'll just talk about New Jersey. We know they're going to play either Tampa or Boston. Obviously, we're not going to make any. you know, we can make a prediction overall. We don't know who we're playing. Um, first off, to me, Kayla Hall should be a finalist uh, for the Hart Trophy. Uh, yeah, about, uh, the agreed. Guy, I mean, carrying the team. McKinnon. Uh, you know, not just not just the point total, 93 points and the 39 goals, but, you know, the, the Devils had two players, two, who had hit 20 goals, and Hall was one of them. Kyle Palmieri. Uh, I think he had 24. Uh, no one else hit hit 20. Um, this is a team that uh, counts on him night in and night out. And another interesting thing about them was, which we probably, shame on us for not talking about enough down the stretch, was, you know, Kincaid got hot, and the coach rode him, and you know he won all those big games down the stretch. He was playing them all. I would imagine it's going to be Kincaid in Game One. Not Corey Schneider. Uh, this is a very young team. This team here shows you how much you could do with uh, predictions, as uh, John Sterling, the Yankee announcer, likes to say, "Throw them in a garbage can." But you know, they look take like a surefire lottery team this year, especially the division. But um, you know, young uh, young rookies like Heisler, Heisler and Butcher had t- terrific rookie years themselves they gonna need to, if they're gonna if they're gonna have a lengthy lengthy series and push either the Bruins or the Lightning, they gotta get more out of Grabner, who only had two goals and five points in twenty games from the trade coming over in the trade. Uh, Maroon was a little bit better, but needed a little bit more impact out of him as well. Um, I think they are gonna be uh, a feisty out, but again, I think they're gonna wind up being out if they play either Champ or or either Winnipeg, um, you know, they were, let's see, they were solid in both penalty kill and power play. Um, but you know, you got to figure whoever gets this, gets the Devils. They're going to say, we got to stop. We got to do what we have to do and stop tail the hole. And, you know, we got to like our chances. So I think the devil's again, playing with house money here. Um, but I think it's just going to be too much to overcome, uh, depending upon who they who they play, and and it will be interesting to see if uh, at what point, if if it happens, the coach flips over from Kincaid to to Schneider. So that's kind of how I see the Devils uh, in, in round one.
0: Yeah, I think this is like a a team on the bounce back, like Colorado. Um, not obviously not coming from the bottom of the pack, but well back. And getting there to the playoffs, uh, obviously Hall, great season. I th- he's in my, my finalist uh, with McKinnon and Kopitar. And there's a bunch of other guys that had great seasons, no disrespect. Uh, those three guys, I think, meant the most to their teams. But I think whoever whoever the Devils play, it will be a little bit deeper, a little bit stronger in goal a little bit more forward depth scoring a little bit better on the defensive end. And uh, it would be hard for me to pick them against either of the teams that they may end up facing. I think Boston is probably my favorite in the East right now. um, Followed by Tampa then Pittsburgh. So uh, New Jersey had a nice, nice year Uh, kudos for them. They're headed in the right direction um moving on
1: <laughs> yeah so why don't we break down toronto next and um they're
0: excited you know, they're my dark they horse
1: a, they had an excellent year you know obviously very quietly they might have been third in the atlantic but they had over 100 points they were yep a very solid team uh all the way you know i guess the biggest question mark i have about you know obviously they have the three young guys who can, who are very talented offensively, and Matthews, Martin, and Nealander, and then you got the three vets in uh, Van Riemsdyk, Kadri, and Marlow. Uh, but you know, for me, they're going to either get Boston or Tampa. Um, yeah, that's that's a tough matchup for anybody. I just don't know if they're sh- still strong enough on the D. I think they're, I think they're a couple defensemen away from really taking that big step, if you will. And I think this is a team, you know, I always following the Rangers as closely as they do from being out here, I use an analogy, is like during the, the Rangers during the regular season, like especially in the, in his prime prime, Henrik Lundqvist really masked a lot of the defensive problems that the team in front of him had coming. In. And if you just follow the box score or, oh, well, look how, you know, and then when they play like a top team, it, it you know, there's only so much you can do. And you see the shots per game that they give up. And Frederick Anderson, I think, is kind of similar. He masks uh, some of the deficiencies. And it might work against, uh, you know, a, a, a team like Carolina or, you know, the Islanders or the Blackhawks. But when you play, when you play at Tampa or you play at Boston – it could be a different uh, set of encyclopedias, so I, I'm a little concerned. That's where my avenue of concern would be. Obviously, they, they have the second, they have a killer power play, as does Boston. By the way, two, three, and four power plays with Toronto, Tampa, and Boston. Toronto, and Tampa, near twenty-five percent uh, proficiency. Boston, near twenty-four um, percent. So that's going to be a big theme of who they play and. Uh, um, just trying to find it here. And they were solid 11th, 80, almost 82% in PK. But, and I know they have Mike talk I expect, you know, a good long series of who they play, but I got to tell you, it's hard for me to pick them over one of those two teams based on, based on that. Uh, if I was them, I would much rather play Tampa, and I'll get into why when we talk about Tampa, but um, um, that's, I think it's going to be hard, but obviously you have a little bit of a different viewpoint of uh, that's your dark horse. Okay. Give give me, give me, give me uh, why they're your dark horse.
0: I think dynamic offensive ability with their big three and their secondary scoring. I think. Yep. uh, Freddie Anderson, good enough in net. We've seen him get on a hot streak with Anaheim and take him to the Western conference finals. And I think he's been playing good. (laughs)
1: <laughs>
0: I think if if they can get enough, um, just get enough out of their defense, get the puck, get it out, bang along the boards. Don't try the cross-ice clearing, trying to set up an, another rush for Matthews and Marner. Just get it out of the zone, get into a playoff hockey mode. Uh, you know, what is it, two years ago, they were they were three minutes from beating the Boston Bruins and, and collapsed, obviously, and give up. Give up uh, three goals in the last four minutes to lose the game. Uh, oh, that was a while ago. Yeah was that was that a while ago? I mean, obviously, I know it was yeah, before yeah. the bit, the three, but um,
1: and, yeah, and it's it a wild big wild. loss
0: turnovers. Um, but I I think if they do draw Tampa, um, Vasilevsky himself has said he's struggling with fatigue now. Maybe a week off, whatever. Um, I think. I mean, it's tough to say. Tampa was on a downturn when they finished that 112 points right now, but I don't think they finished the season quite the way they started the season. I think Kucherov's fallen off quite a bit, um, come back to earth, if you will. Um, and I, I think there's enough on this team that they're going to, if they do draw Tampa, they're going to give Tampa everything that Tampa wants. And if they can get past that series, then you see the confidence grow, and and now you're you now you're on a run. So I, I I like I like Toronto. There's that old saying that you're young enough not to know know what you're supposed to do, or not young enough not to know any better. I think if they can can play loose, but the, it, again uh, they have to get into the playoff mode where. Not every single time you get the puck in your own zone is a breakout three on two opportunity. It's okay to bang it off the glass, get it out to center ice, chip it in deep, play that kind of game. Not all the time, but enough. I think they have the speed to uh, match with Tampa or if not match, they're right there with them. Um, So I, I, I think that's the way it's going to end up. And that would be one of the series that I'm really going to be looking at in the first round too, is the Tampa Toronto series. I think that would be some really good, fun hockey to watch.
1: Let's talk about Tampa now. Um, look, this team is, you know, they're loaded. I mean, uh, I'm going to assume Stamkos sure. will be ready to roll. I mean, you have two super duper stars and Kucherov and Stamkos. Then you got two guys who almost had 70 points that – people probably don't know enough about him, Coyne and, and Gordy. Um, then you got, you know, Tyler Johnson and Killorn and, and Miller. I mean, they're deep on defense, with, especially after that trade with the Rangers. But
0: yeah, two for areas sure. of
1: concern is, you mentioned it, a couple of months, Vasilevsky, when we have Dan Harrigan on, talked about, you know, his fatigue. And, you know, it looked like it was in his play. Um, he was the first what, 60% of the season, he was just lights out in the last third to 40%. He really struggled, and he has a heck of a team playing in front of him. So what if he's struggling? I mean, uh, uh, are they going to go to, uh, you know, they have, I don't even know if it's Budai. I think it's the kid they got from Arizona they picked off, uh, off the waiver wire. And then the other thing is, which you don't see very much, uh, for a top team is they were just putrid killing penalties this year I mean they were 76% they were third from the bottom 28th uh, or uh, actually uh, fourth from the bottom thirty-one so that is um, that is concerning uh, in a short series in a playoff series I mentioned Toronto I was nearly at 25% so look you know I would pick Tampa in that series, but that, that's a dangerous series. And if you told me – here's the thing. If you told me Vasilevsky's going to play very, play very well, then I, w- I would feel comfortable. But I, I think that's, that's kind of the X factor. And I'll, I'll throw you one more just to throw out here. Uh, uh, you know, Lane you Leigh, let us got let go by the Rangers, which I was a little – I wasn't – I thought it was 50-50 you'd come back. I'm a little surprised that they didn't wait a day or two before doing it or at least have him have a real meeting. Um, shows you where their thinking is at. If Tampa Bay plays, uh, and I mentioned this with Dan Harrington, you know, Lane Dino be a perfect coach for the Tampa Bay Lightning. That kind of speed team, ready to win it all. If the, if the, light, if the Lightning were to get bounced in the first round, and your CBY, uh, I, I, I wouldn't be shocked. That would be a real uh, – I mean, Elaine uh, has taken some teams very close to winning the cup a couple times, getting to the cup final. But I'm just throwing that out there kind of thing. But uh, I'd be – you know, you got to be a little worried about uh, their goaltending situation with Vasilevsky. It's got to be – if it's not a worrisome point, it's – you got to. There's got to be a a little bit of caution around it. That's
0: kind of how I feel about Tampa. I I, I agree. I, I think of all the top seeds. Uh, if if Tampa was to be the top seed, um, even even if you take the top two seeds,
1: I, Tampa's
0: the one I'm most worried about advancing.
1: Well, I think Boston's going to be the top. seed. A beast. You gotta say, you gotta think they're gonna yeah. win, they're gonna find a way to win tonight. I mean, Florida has God bless them. They got on a plane after last night's game, and God bless Florida from the standpoint of they find out early evening, probably about an hour before the game, and they come out and they are eliminated, and they come out. I know they're playing Buffalo, but they come out and and they put up a huge first period. Then maybe you know reality set in, and they hung on to win that game. I mean. They got to be beyond bitterly disappointed. I'm not saying they're not going to try tonight, but um, you know, especially if Boston can can get a jump on them early, could be an easy game for them. But you know, this is it's not an easy scenario, you know, for them. But uh, um, yeah, so I agree with you on Toronto from that standpoint. With Tampa, um, from that standpoint, I I think the Devils would be a better matchup for Tampa. Because uh, they o- they only have so many guys that can really hurt them, I think in terms of scoring. But uh, again, if your goaltending is your goalie is struggling, and we're talking about a long road, you know, to win the playoffs, my friend. So that that the fact that we will bring that up, you know, heading into round one is 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 concerning.
0: Yeah, for sure. And and Boston, look, um, they're they're my favorite in the East. I'm I'm not breaking any ice there. Um, they're deep at forward. They're physical. They're fast. Their power play is good. Their penalty kill is good. And I, I there was one stat that really struck out at me as far as their defense goes. And there's uh um, Corsica does a bunch of uh, goal modeling stats and stuff. And mm-hmm. I'm I'm gonna read it out. I wrote it down because it's it's kind of odd. But uh, when factoring in shot quality, angle. And whether the attempt was was a rebound or an initial shot, five of Boston's defenders, and that's McAvoy, Miller, Krug, Carlo, and Chara, are among the top thirty blue liners that have played at least a thousand minutes at even strength for lowest expected goals against per sixty minutes. And McAvoy and Miller are both in the top ten for expected goals against. Uh, so when you when you you know five five of you, when your defense goes five deep in the top 30 pairs. Um,
1: and yeah, they lost, you're they doing lost something. Call though. They lost call for the playoffs.
0: All the way through the playoffs. I didn't know that.
1: Yeah. The who, who, who's been,
0: been, been taking his place? Do you know?
1: I, I don't know if it's out of my head. Um, they're still deep there. McAvoy will be ready to roll. Um, Absolutely. You know, they, they, they have, you know, they have Krug, they have, uh, you know they have a nice mix at four too, in terms of you know veteran guys and then some young guys. Young guys,
0: um, physical, speed, yeah. skill. Um,
1: I'm gonna assume that Rick Nash is gonna be ready to suit up. Uh, again, that's one of those clandestine, you know, clandestine injury situations. He didn't play a lot down the stretch, uh, so let's see if he can he can give some good secondary scoring. Tuukka had a hell of a year. The call injury, that really hurts because, like, from the stat you just gave, uh, with those with those five guys, they still they still you know still have other guys, but that hurts. I mean, the whole playoffs. But um, I got I'm with you. I I, you gotta like Boston. I gotta like Boston to win tonight. Get that. I mean, there's just so much on the line for them. I think
0: so too. Not just the division.
1: You know, uh, and, and again, uh, yeah. but to have home ice throughout the, at least the Eastern side of the playoffs, you got to figure they're going to fly against the team had to fly and all that. You got to figure that they're going to find a way to get. They're going to get it done. Home. So, yeah. And
0: um, one more thing on Boston like too. Uh, yeah. The, the Corsica futures run a bunch of simulations uh, on their computers First is Nashville, uh, odds to win the cup, obviously. Uh, Nashville, 17% of the time. Boston is second. 13% of the time they win the cup, tied with the Vegas Golden Knights. 13%. Interesting. Now, this is computer talk, but uh, they have, right, yeah, just to right. throw it back real quick, the Kings win the cup 3% of the time in their model. Back to my first round right. uh, okay. feeling there in the Pacific. But, uh, yeah. yeah, the bot bo- Corsica has Boston winning thirteen percent of their simulations, so second overall. If if this is what it is, uh, they're looking at a Nashville Bruins final, which it wouldn't surprise me at all if we see that.
1: No. All right, so let's let's we got down we, the two series in the East that we do know. Let's let's finish with Columbus and Washington. So let's do Pittsburgh and Pittsburgh. Philly. Give kudos to Phil. Yeah, I got to give kudos to Philly. Yeah. Because yeah, and I got to shake my stick in
0: Columbus too.
1: Right, somehow, someway, Philly during these, you know, let's be honest, they've been kind of rebuilding this team in a very yeah. tough division. They've made the playoffs two of the last three years, so and it's not like they've had a world killer goalie during that span. You know, guys like
0: they've drafted team, very well,
1: Brian Elliott. I mean, they they you know they really have. Some, and kudos to that coach as well. So, um, but having said that, this is a brutal uh, matchup. I mentioned before about the Tampa penalty killing. Well, Philly's worse. <laughs> Philly's twenty <laughs> uh, uh, and uh, they're they're a, a little over seventy five percent. And Pittsburgh, by the way, is the number one power play. Uh, Not good. Stay out of the Philly's, box. Well, yeah, I, you know. <laughs> This was a dream. I think, well, I shouldn't say it like that. I think if you're a Pittsburgh fan and of all the teams to play in the first round, It's a good matchup. This would be be the matchup. You're not playing a a guy. I don't think you're going to be playing a killer goalie, playing a team that's weak on the PK, playing a team that, in fairness, is not the deepest of teams. They got some high-skilled players. Uh, but Pittsburgh is deep, especially at the forward position. They get enough out of their defense. Now, they don't have two number-one goalies anymore, though Jerry played very well for them this year, Um, so Matt Murray needs to stay healthy. Um, I was thinking Pittsburgh in five, but I'm going to say that they're going to hit a little bit – they're going to get a little sloppy in the game, and Philly will take advantage of it. So I'm going to say Pittsburgh in six, but – uh, kudos, kudos to Philly for the year that they've had.
0: I think Philly competes hard. I think they, they've, they're going to get yep. a couple games too. Um, they're not, they're not going to quit. They're not going to pack it in. Um, even if they go back to, uh, Pittsburgh three, one or whatever it might be, I, I think. Florida, they're still gonna, right? Yeah, absolutely. I think they're going to fall down
1: three Oh, and then they, they won the next two and then, they yeah. lost Game Six in a one-goal game,
0: so yeah, I, I agree with you. So I think I think that uh, I think Pittsburgh moves on, but uh, but uh, Philly's going in the right direction. They've drafted really well. Connectney, uh, we were high on when we did our draft review. He's yep. uh, he's been been great. Um, obviously, Provorov and Goszyspier that could be a pairing there for ten years. Uh, Provorov leading them a nice time. G- Goszyspier second. Um, Giroux up front's had a fantastic season. So is Couturier. It's just the goaltending hey, there. They need absolutely. They need to get their goaltending figured out. They tried the uh, Mason and and uh, the the one A and one B, well, and have, it's been, go, it's
1: been going. It's been going on hard for a is while. Their future goalie is there. That's the guy they're grooming, and it's gonna take a little time. But he's a top prospect, right. so that's the guy that they're you know they're grooming. So. uh, that us well to I think that's
0: I Columbus. think that's the piece that that's the difference in this I think that's the piece that's the difference in the series is the goaltending and the penalty kill obviously yeah, like that. you said.
1: Yeah. And that brings And Columbus and Columbus. <laughs>
0: Columbus fearing cool another matchup. <laughs> fearing another matchup with with Pittsburgh and if they had one yesterday they uh, would have played Pittsburgh yet again. Uh Decided to scratch everybody, including the trainer, the guy that tapes the sticks, the guy, the kid that brings the pucks out to the ice. Uh, I think they called up their entire AHL team to take the ice just to avoid playing Pittsburgh again. Uh, no offense, but I I get the, uh, okay, we're in the playoffs. We're going to arrest some people. Uh, shame on you, Columbus. <laughs>
1: shame on you.
0: That was, that was uh, awful. When they put that up on the screen, I was watching the game and they put, I I think it was nine or 10 players scratched. Uh, Don't, don't telegraph it anymore that you don't want Pittsburgh. Uh, Everybody knows it now. So uh, you end up with Washington, which I don't know if that's a good matchup for the for the jackets either but i think mentally not playing pittsburgh in the first round is is uh maybe a boost to this team i don't know it seems obvious to me they didn't want pittsburgh chris
1: yeah i would uh i would say so uh <laughs> oh my Columbus goodness it's a weird team a weird te- team to me from the standpoint of it was too much up and down for the the talent they had on the roster had a, you know, they had a strong march, uh, although they didn't finish the greatest. Uh, but they, they they got to – they got in, um, uh, to say the least. A lot of guys didn't – a little bit down. I mean, Seth Jones had a strong year. Panarin was terrific. Dubois, for rookie year, almost 50 points. Atkinson found his game in the second half. You know, Bobrovsky's Bobrovsky. But, you know, one thing is, you know, Washington – you know they didn't start off great, and, and there was probably a mixture we talked about before the season preview, of you know of their of their depth issue, the players that they lost, and they lost Niskanen for about a little over a month, and they really struggled during that time, and when he came back, and basically they were able to stay healthy with their big three and Carlson, Olaf, and Niskanen, and from that point on, from middle of November, I want to say. Or Thanksgiving on, they were one of the you know best teams in the league, and you know Ovechkin had you know they they basically their top guys all played at a high level this year. And for the loss of their depth, they, you know the names Ovechkin, Kuznetsov, Backstrom, Carlson, Oshie, Lars Eller had quietly a really strong two way year as well. So. Um, it's a, this is a close series. This is one of those series. I said there's three series that I'm really looking forward to. This is w- one of them. The other being the whoever Toronto plays. So um, you know Washington had a strong you know they had a strong power play uh, this year, which they always seem to do. Um, and they were strong. They they were pretty. I'm just looking here, and Columbus had a poor penalty kill. So that. That's not a good uh, matchup. Washington has the home ice. I don't know. This is a tough series to call. I'm going to go with Washington in seven. Um, this is a this is a coin flip to me either way. Um, but I think we're destined for another Washington Pittsburgh uh, series, which in good the second round. round. So maybe that was yeah. So uh, but. I mean, keep in mind, Columbus has never won a series in the history of their franchise, right? This is what their 18th, 17th, 18th year. Yeah, so there's a lot of stake sure. for them uh, to move forward as well. Uh, to me, if you would have, I, I don't care how well they play in this series. If you ask any Blue Jackets fan, well, going into this year, they make the playoffs, but they play great, but losing the first round, like i are gonna say, I'm sorry, that's 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 not good. That's nowhere near good enough. So there's a lot online for Columbus. Uh I think they need a winner series for that curtain group to hundred percent be back. So that's just another another tidbit I'll for sure. throw out there. But uh I like no, Washington I agree. in a long series.
0: The only problem I have with uh Washington and I'm not even sure it's a problem is the last uh when Hobie was hurt and then came back and didn't play well. And um, I don't know if they're settled in goal, I guess is what I'm saying. Um, I, I guess if Holby's ready, you start him, but did you is he on a short leash? And then does that kind of screw it up if you go to the backup? Um, I, I don't know. That's the only caveat I have in this series is if Columbus can can run Holby out of there and then – where do you go can you bring him back in the next game the where where does that leave you in goal um it just hasn't been settled i guess is is my concern with washington but i think i think washington does get it done um i'm not even sure seven um i i think six i think columbus man don't lay your cards on the table before the call you know what i mean let's uh Oh, you know, right. the other half of everybody knows you didn't want to play Pittsburgh. Now, Washington knows you wanted to play them. So what's on the bulletin board in the Washington, Washington locker room, right? Oh, Columbus wanted to play us. They think we're easier to beat than Pittsburgh. So I think you use, if you're a coach, obviously, you put the scratch list right up on the whiteboard and say, here's who they scratch because they wanted to play you guys. Uh, they think you know it's obviously bulletin board material, and I, I think you know Washington's a veteran team. You don't need motivation. Whatever. It's just another thing that that is a byproduct of doing something like that. So I, I think that that just,
1: just to finish up you know, on that, that point, you know, it's one it's one thing if you have one or two guys. Like for instance, yeah. last week of the season, after San Jose clinched, they didn't dress Evander Kane, and he obviously he must have been dealing with something and. But if they if they hadn't clinched, I'm sure he would have played. It's one. Yeah, for sure. Four, Vegas did the same three thing. Three of the right. It's it. If you have one of those kind of guys, or a couple of those guys, I get it. But you know, to scratch to the length that they did, that's just a whole different. That's a whole other fish. Thing. Yeah, there. Vegas all yeah, all
0: week long after they clinched the the division. You know, they sat Marsha Show for a game. They sat um Eakin for a game they brought let Lin, Lindbergh play that you know they mixed a couple out. guys in and out of the lineup Subban started a couple games uh gave Flurry a little bit they should have rested him last night after it was 6 nothing for maybe not that long anyway um but yeah you spread it out but to, I mean that's just a tank job and if you're going to put that on the bulletin board in the Capitals locker room and go well they wanted to play you guys uh why don't you go out and show them what they got uh Game one could be ugly in that respect and in, in where Washington might just come out and, and lay the hammer in game one and set the tone for the rest of the series. I, I expect that to happen from the veteran squad um, that has been through the playoff wars in the Eastern Conference against a Columbus team with minimal playoff experience. And I don't think that bodes well when you broadcast stuff like that. <laughs>
1: If I could make one last point about these playoffs, get your feel for it. Uh, to me, you could make a pretty strong argument um, of a, of uh, an Eastern team, a number of Eastern teams going to the to the Cup final. Uh, you know, we mentioned Tampa and Boston being big teams. Even you know quietly Washington and of course Pittsburgh. you never count out Pittsburgh. although Sooner or later in this this gauntlet of the playoffs, you would think the the tread on the tire from the last couple of years of winning the cup. But you mentioned like, I mean, looking at the rosters and the goalies that they have, you know, even a team like a Toronto Columbus, maybe they could be this year's Ottawa. And unlike Ottawa last year, where they couldn't get that overtime goal in game seven, maybe they can. I mean, I really do feel like, you know, it is, I'm not saying it's a probability for those teams, but it's a possibility. Whereas the yeah. West, uh, I would say this. If you, you know, the quote unquote prognosticators of all around uh, the globe, if you will, all around North America, I got to figure if you say, okay, who's in the cup final for the, representing the West, I got to think at least 90% are going to pick the Predators. I think it's good. I, I think, uh, it, you know, it's going to be, you're not going to see too many other teams being picked there.
0: And uh, five five uh, percent are probably going to take Winnipeg.
1: Yeah, my dog horse is San Jose. I, I'm going to just throw it out there. My dog horse is San Jose. I think they can get through the first couple rounds, and they' I probably just totally put the whammy on them, and now they'll lose in the first round. But my dog horse is San Jose. I think I think they're going to get to the to the Western Conference Finals, and I think they match up with Nashville well. They got the defense, they got the goaltender. my
0: dark horse is San Jose. My dark horse in the West is Vegas. You I know. think I think a lot I think there's a lot of people looking past them just because they're not over the the first year franchise thing and they're not looking at the body of work. Um break five, up there, Mark. They've got five
1: uh who's who's the, who wins the Atlantic, the Bruins of the Lightning. So I think we got a very exciting um uh NHL playoffs ahead of us and uh not to mention well, I'm sure we'll have some news to discuss. Um coaches or general managers let go. Uh you know, as of last night, you know, Elaine Vigneault is gone and Ken Holland stays in Detroit uh for a two year deal. So Sure, there'll be more news from from some other teams that didn't make the postseason. So, uh, so for Mark, I'm Chris, and uh, that's it for this week. Tune in next Saturday, the usual bat time, bat channel, and for that, we're gone.
0: Hello, hockey fans, and welcome once again to the Vegas Hockey Podcast. I'm Mark Warner, along with Chris Lisa.